Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for another episode of the Universal Lens. I am John Francis Emilio. And this is Symphony Sid. Again with Symphony Sid? <laughs> yeah, you gotta come it. up with something though. <laughs> Symphony Sid is fucking awesome. Yeah, you gotta come up with somebody new. Uh, Alright, I'll come up with somebody new. I've never done uh, <clears throat> Mickey Mouse. Oh, I could do Goofy. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> really? Yep. Hello, Mickey. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. That's good. Hiya, pal. That's pretty good. You're my pal. <laughs> it sounds a little... Uh... M-I-C. <laughs> See you real soon. Oh, my God. K-E-Y. Why? We're a children's show also. Because we love you. <laughs> My kids used to love Mickey Mouse when they were younger. Dude. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Love that show. I'm, I've always been a big Goofy fan. I love Goofy. Love Goofy. We used to play around with the kids where uh, Mickey. Goofy and Donald. Mickey. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Mickey would call my uh, kids on the phone and they would love it. Where would they call him on the phone? So I'd, I'd be Mickey on the other oh, side. Oh, really? That's great. Because you can't, you can't see. No, you can't, but that's great. But, you know, imagine you're holding a phone, you're a kid, and, and Mickey Mouse going, that's Hello! Hi! That's pretty good. I'm saying that's pretty... I used to do a good Mickey when I was younger. I don't know if I could do it anymore. Like, I do more of the Goofy and the Donald, but, you know. Is that my pal, John? <laughs> oh, oh, boy! It's a great to hear from you. You're my pal. How you doing, kid? Uh, see, you get a little bit of everything on our show. Nah, and it, it was great. It was and great. and then when they, when they realized it was me, they were like, okay, do it, do it, do it. Do it, Dad, yeah, do, it, do it, do it, do it. My kids used to do it when I was younger. They used to love when I used to do voices and sound effects. Oh, my God. But as we get older, yeah. they don't give a shit about that crap anymore. Yeah, no. Now they, like, don't fucking embarrass yes, me. Yes, Dad, dude, dad, dude. dad, Dad, that's so cringe. Yeah, that's, that's hard. Dad, that's cringe. I'm like, what the fuck is cringe? Cringe? Yeah. That's so cringe, Dad. Cringe. You're cringe. I'm the definition of cringe. <laughs> you cringe. Every time I tell All a dad right. joke. It's dad, a that's a dad joke. Dad, don't do that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm like, this shit used to laugh at this crap five, five years. Like, five years ago, I was like, God to you. I was like, oh, my God, Daddy, you're the best. You're so funny. Uh-huh. And now it's like, oh, please stop it. I don't know. There was I, a, there's a commercial. I forgot what it's, it's for. some medication where there's a guy in a red Speedo, an older dad. It's like some sort of uh, eczema cream or psoriasis cream, something like that. Anyway, he went, like he's his, I guess his rash is going away. So he, and he's not he's not like you know uh, uh, a Calvin Klein model. Let's right, just say yeah. that right? he's, a, he's a dad bod. He's a dad bod, and, and he comes out with his red speedo. <laughs> and, and my daughter sees that commercial. She's like, oh my god, if you ever did that, she's like, ah, oh, like I would have to disown you. And I'm like, well, we're gonna go away this summer. I go, I might just get one of those. My wife doesn't skip a beat. No, you're not. I'm like. Why yes, I want? I, am. Well, I think I would. Why? Why? Why can't I? Because because I'm it, I can't because society says I should not wear that because you know I'm forty five. I'm forty five. Oh my god, I'm forty eight and I don't have abs of steel. Why can't I wear it? Yeah. Fuck labels. I don't give a shit. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly. I right. won't wear it because I won't want to do it to anybody else around me. But <laughs> if I wanted to, I mean. And my I, daughter probably wouldn't come on the vacation if I did. But I, that's besides the point. That's the kind of joking around I do with my family all the time, you know. But, uh, but I, yeah, absolutely, I mean, you know, no, 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 you know, all joking aside. At forty-eight, you've seen enough like sixty-something-year-olds like they'll go out there and they're wearing a speedo and I was in Italy last summer, right? 
and they got you know, no 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 issue whatsoever. You know? No, I mean, listen, it's it is what it is. You want to wear them, wear them, knock yourself out. It's us that look at it as I would never do. Well, it's society that creates labels and says that certain things need to be a certain way, and it's we believe those labels and we think that those labels are are a. Uh, 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 gospel, yeah. To use a better, not to use a better term, our our gospel, and no, no, you can't do that because because why? Why can't I wear that? Yeah. Because it's oh no, you can't do that. Why can't I say this? Oh, you can't do that. Well, okay, we don't want to get married. We just want to live together. We love each other. Yeah. Why do we have to get married? Because society says you have to be married. Yeah. Like there's so many things. There's a, a famous doc, Dr. Stephen Philipson, who's the guy who created, who coined, I should say, uh, coined Puro, which is pure obsessional compulsive disorder, which was my flavor. Um, he says, there's an article he, write, he wrote called Choice. Great, great, great article. Um, in the article, he says, there's just this one sentence. He speaks about labels. He goes, labels are for jars. Hmm. Labels are for jars. They're not for people. But we have we have we live in a we live in a society where we where if you don't have a label you don't belong to something. You're right. And I I mean I I don't subscribe to labels at all. I don't I'm not a fan of them. I mean yes we we call things by their names, but like I don't I don't categorize people by by a label by a race by a religion yeah. by a, it's or by a. A way of life, or or a certain like you have to do things a certain way, or you got to live your yeah. life a certain way, dude. Society isn't the judge and jury, and unfortunately, that's what we've kind of been. I don't know, brainwashed, or we've kind of been conditioned, yeah, conditioned to think that well, if society doesn't approve, it's wrong, and unfortunately, people bring their kids up like that. No, no, no. You can't do that. Why? Because, like, because uh, society doesn't believe that I, that's right. I have a conflicting opinion, and this is difficult because, on the one hand, I agree with you a hundred percent. Like, why label? Like, we always constantly have to put things in boxes. Oh, you belong in this box. No, I don't have a box. Just stop labeling me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, you're right. Where you are you going with this? I don't have a box. I don't have a box. <laughs> You, you know what I'm saying when I say. Yeah. Hey, you see, I have a I have a reputation. My oh, reputation precedes me. Oh my god! Me. Yeah. I'm sorry, but, but no, like you don't put things in boxes, no. and and that's exactly what people want to do to you. Is well, oh, you are this or you are the other thing. But at the same time, I must admit, and I don't want to be. Uh, what do you call? Oh, because you know me with these. Uh, I have a great vocabulary, but for some reason, I forget what the hell I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be hypocritical. <laughs> hypocritical. Although I think uh, we have to allow ourselves to be hypocritical, because it might be human to be hypocritical. I mean, uh, okay, I'm not following you. But well, let me let me explain. Yes, please so explain. At the same, at the same time, let me explain. <laughs> so at the same time that I don't like labels, yeah, I will admit to you that. I would have a hard time because you mentioned the marriage thing. I would have a hard time that my kids wanted to have kids but not be married and have that structure, you know, like. So it, I'll pose a question. What structure are you talking about? So the structure, as I see it, yeah. is going to be and I'm not I'm not opposed to marriage. Don't get me wrong. Not at all. I mean, I 
I'm married. Right. I'm, and I'm not opposed to it. I mean, obviously I would like to see my kids get married and all that stuff. But the structure you're talking about is a father, mm. a mother, mm. children, family values, mm-hmm. a structure in that family. Mm-hmm. The marriage part, like the marriage part mm. is a, either it could be either a religious or a legal thing, mm-hmm. but it has nothing to do with the... So I'm not married. So, so a, boy, a man and a woman aren't married, but they have children. That's their father. It doesn't matter that they're not married. It's their father. I'm on board. Yeah. The, the family value doesn't change there. I'm on board. The marriage is something that was created years ago. And, and, and there is a... Look, there's a... I'm not knocking marriage. I think there's, there's, there's definitely a place for it and it does create family structure and it does, it does um, uh, promote good family values. And I'm all for that. When I used that as an example before... Uh, it's more as where there are people who are younger who before they get married and rush into marriages and things like that, maybe they spend a little time together. Maybe they move in together for a while and they don't get necessarily married right away and they just live life. Then if it if it evolves to that, that's great. That's beautiful. Where I think back at, you know, it, it's, it's, it was kind of frowned upon if somebody's with somebody, you know, aren't you going to get married or you're not married yet? But they're all, they're all, uh, just labels put on by society that yeah. you have to live, and we're just kind of poking on marriage for a few minutes here. That you have to live your life this no, way. No, but that, that, that's I I agree with one thousand percent of everything you said. Matter of fact, I'm the guy that always used to say, "What do you really need to get married for?" I, I used to say, it's "Yeah, real. I'm not. I'm not. Again, we're not. I'm not against marriage. I'm I'm, I'm pro marriage. But, but I'm just using that as an example. But yeah. hypocritically speaking, I'm pointing out my own hypocrisy where. I think I'd have a hard time if my yeah. my daughter was with a guy and just decided, yeah, we're going to have a kid. I'm like, you're not married? I mean, you know. Because it, I think a lot of that is just because of the way you've been brought up. Yeah. It's your conditioning. And, and again, there's, about it. There's, there's nothing wrong. It's, it's, this isn't a right or wrong situation. This is a what works for you situation. You're right. Yeah, but, but getting back to the whole label thing, I mean, just take that and put it with anything else. How we're... We're labeled as, and that label, the labels that, that we give people creates identities for them in those situations. Now, if you label somebody as, you know, uh, oh, you're a depressed person, I'm labeling you as depressed. Now, if you believe my label that I'm giving you, you're going to identify with that and go, I am a depressed Damn. person. Now you're living your life according to a label that someone in society gave you. Again, the words we use... Or even that you gave yourself. Or even you gave yourself. So these labels, and this this kind of circles back into identification, these labels that you give yourself or are given to you by society or by whoever else could kind of pigeonhole, could, could kind of pigeonhole you to living a life or uh, on a trajectory to live a certain life or, or, or a certain lifestyle that maybe it's not really, it's not what you want or the way that you... There's something inside of you that knows that this is not how you want to live your life. So for me, labels are just labels are, are, are could be a way to describe something, but they're not gospel. They're not. They're not. They're not a must. It's okay. Listen, I'm gonna. That's a stone wall. I got to give it a label. I have to give it a word. I have to give it a name. That's a stone wall in front of me. Okay, it's a stone wall. But when we start taking labels for things and we start applying them to people, it beca- it can become a very slippery slope. And a lot of people might not even realize this. You know, you're labeled as a certain, 
a certain type of person. You're labeled, uh, wow, Henry, you're a very aggressive person. Mm. And maybe you never saw yourself as aggressive. Henry, you're an aggressive person. Yeah. That label starts to stick with you after a while. Society tells you, well, you can't act like this. You can't be like this. You can't think like this. You can't marry that person. Mm. Why? It's not right. You can't be with that person. Why? Well, it's not right. Society would frown upon that. Society would frown upon what? Yeah, it's fake. Who, who, who created these rules? Yeah, it's fake. Who? Oh, well, who? Who, who created it? We did. People before us created rules that worked for them. But those labels might be outdated. New label maker, what? That label doesn't work anymore. Throw it away. That's how easy it could be discarded. How easy things could change, right? 30 years ago, two men who wanted to have children couldn't do that, right? Mm. They couldn't even be married. If there were two men, meanwhile, yeah. homosexuality has been around since the yeah, yeah. Uh, Roman Empire. Right? Yeah. You can go back to the Greeks. Go back as far as you want. It's not something new, but like now they were labeled. You can't do that because it was not. But now that label has been thrown away, and now it's accepted. So why do we have to wait until society says, "Well, now it's okay. Now you could do it." Yeah. No, you don't have to live your life that way. You want to call that person your girlfriend? call you don't want to call your girlfriend because you know whatever you know kids in school or life or this no don't don't you want to call that person your friend call up whatever you right. want it, they're just words they're just words but yet a society we naturally just want to label things and give it its box, box. and put the box on a shelf yeah and it's so, it's just an unproductive uh it's incredible how we continue to do it but it's Unproductive. Completely, yeah. But we still continue to do this. Because a majority of people don't realize that they... Like I told you. The majority of the population don't realize that they label people on a daily basis. No, like I told you, I have a hard time. I would, I think I would have a hard time being able to just digest or accept that my daughter is going, going to be having a child and she's not married to the person. I have a hard time with it. And and. I'm just I, like I'm telling you, I'm pointing out my own hypocrisy where I don't like the labels and anything. But at the same time, I think I would have a hard time with it. <laughs> I'm just oh, being honest, you know, just. Well, I, I, and, and again, that's you personally, you have a personal preference of marriage. That's that's fine. But even if you did, even if so, let's just say they did do that. Right. Your kids did do that. Right. Your daughter, your son that moved in with somebody someday, 10 years from now, right. didn't get married to have a kid. You might have a hard time with it because your your thought patterns in your mind have been conditioned to think this way and this is what your your environment society and people you brought up with have told you to be but with a little bit of conscious thinking 100%. and a little mindfulness what you'll you'll transcend that yes. very quickly yes i think i would yes i could see myself now you take the situation into account good people good good women good men yep. they love each other they care for each other yep. there's a connection there's a family there's a family structure there Despite the label of marriage, yep. that's all that really matters. The foundation has to be the foundation. Strong. But you would transcend that. I'm not, you don't have to like it originally because mm. it's hard. It's going to be hard for you to accept or like something right away, or I shouldn't say accept, but like something right away that you're you haven't been exposed to, where you weren't conditioned to see things that way. So your mind thinks woman, man, love, marriage, woman, man, love, marriage. So when that hits home. You know, it's a little bit different. It'd be the same way like mixed racial, right? Yeah. Where 30, 40 years ago, maybe it was, oh, you know, people would be like, oh, wow. Well, even before that. because what, what, uh, Yeah, I mean, whatever the time frame might be, 
those labels there, but if the person was, if you had conscious, aware, mindful people, parents, and uh, somebody brought a kid home, or you brought a boyfriend or girlfriend home, which was from a different race or religion, a mindful parent, a mindful person would transcend that label immediately and look at the person. Well, you remember Mama Millie and the, yeah, my mom. Who, yeah, we yeah. talked about it last, <laughs> in, uh, one, one, two episodes ago, one, yeah. two episodes ago. Mama Beltra was no yeah. joke. <laughs> so, so they were, because they lived their life by these labels. So yeah. these labels are, and I try to tell my kids, I've, it's something I've always kind of spoken about in my house is I hate labeling things. People are people. We use words we need to use to describe things. Absolutely, it's part of our language, 100%. But when you label somebody a certain thing or you label things a certain way, you kind of say that's the way it has to be. There's no flexibility in that. Red. No, no, well, that, that can't be. No, no, that's red. Okay, that, that has to be red, I guess. And I just said with a color, but like, imagine you do that with people, right? You tell somebody, okay, what, what? You're OCD. I'm OCD. You're anxious. You're this. You're that. You're the. Uh, why we? Why do we have this incessant need to label people as a certain thing? You you experience certain things in your life. You experience obsessive thoughts. You experience anxiety. You experience depression. You experience anger. You're not an angry person. You're not a sad person. You're not an. You're not. You you're not OCD. You're not, you're not anxious. You're experiencing those things. So to take it back to the mental health aspect, when you label, when people label themselves or we label them as certain things, you kind of take on that identity. And now all of a sudden you start, your mind believes it and it comes to fruition. Like, okay, this is what I have to be, right? Well, you're, you're, you, don't, you don't have that separation. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Or guide me here. Yeah. Doesn't the practice of mindfulness kind of help you... I'm going to use the word prioritize. Like the, the, the practice of mindfulness helps you prioritize basically the importance of certain things. So you realize that the labeling aspect is less important than the happiness of your child. So, for example, my, like as a parent, if I'm, if I'm a, practitioner of mindfulness yeah so you heard me say just a few minutes ago how i would be hypocritical and i would have some sort of issue if you know my daughter would sure. be however the practice of mindfulness helps me prioritize so for example when you're practicing mindfulness you're prioritizing your mental health you may not oh you may know it actually it's it's done by design sure where you're trying to let the intrusive thoughts be secondary as opposed to my primary thought, which is I want to focus on this as opposed to the intrusive thought. So the same thing, mindfulness practice would help you realize that, wait a minute, why the intrusive thought would be the label that I want to attach to my daughter. But what is priority? My daughter. I want my daughter to be fulfilled. I want my daughter to be happy in her situation you're able to transcend that original right i i you know so this is not conditioned thought fitting and in to yeah. the box yeah and originally that causes your hypocrisy but you can quickly overcome your hypocrisy by saying okay you know what i admit i was hypocritical for that moment but 
because I'm able to practice mindfulness, I'm able to say, what am I doing? Like, I'm able to quickly see, wait a minute, that's not the big picture. The big picture is the guy she's with is a hell of a beautiful person. Comes from, you know, just look at him. He's a great guy. They love each other so much. They're very happy together. You know, she takes care of him. And yeah. He takes care of her. This is this is the same thing, just not having a marriage label or not having the 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 magic ring on the finger that you know closes the circle. Well, yeah, right? yeah. Doesn't have to be. I here I am talking myself into it. Right? Doesn't have to be because the basics, the foundation is there, and my daughter is again fulfilled and happy. That's what I want. That's what I want. So yeah. So I I think the practice of mindfulness helps you prioritize. God, does that make sense? Yeah, Prior- it does. Prioritize. Prior- it, it, it does because you're able to see things through a different lens. You're able to transcend above that conditioned thought. Different that you lens. Had. Universal yeah. lens. <laughs> it all comes full circle. The universal man. lens. It always comes full circle. Yeah, no joke. Because again, any basically any problem or whatever you can perceive as a problem in your life can be viewed through the mindfulness. Absolutely. Lens. If if you if you if if you use the mindfulness lens for as a daily practice and how you live your life, like I said, we, no matter what we talk about here in every episode, uh, it, it it it's applicable. It's applicable to everything, everything and anything. And we were just talking about labels. It's applicable. It's very applicable to, to labels because labels is where is where people get stuck. They get stuck thinking like this is who they are. This is how they have to live their lives. One of the first things I dropped when I started my my journey were labels. I stopped labeling myself as a certain, uh, you know, I'm an OCD sufferer. No, mm-hmm. no, because what am I saying? I'm saying that I'm a person who suffers. I'm saying that I'm suffering. I'm I'm creating this identity that I suffer. One of the first articles I wrote for Made in Millions was how I decide how I stopped identifying with these things and I dropped these labels. I dropped them. I experienced certain things that weren't pleasant. But that, that reframed everything. That mm-hmm. reframed everything. And this is from a mental health aspect. It reframed everything. All of a sudden, I'm not... I'm not... Believing the thought that this is who I am. That I could actually live life a different way. And it happened quickly because I just dropped it. Like, like literally, like just like a rock in my hand. I just let it go pop. I said, I'm not that. Because I'm not this thing in my head that constantly tells me this, that, the other thing. So just dropping those labels opened up other doors for me. Do you unconsciously and, slip back into labeling? Unconsciously? Well, I mean, so um, like how? For myself or labeling other things? Um, because both. Like- uh, I would say both. So more myself. I'll, I'll like, it's easier for yourself. Yeah, it's, easy, it's easier for me to unconsciously label, fall into a labeling again, but for a very short period of time nowadays, where I won't realize that I'm kind of pigeonholing myself again. For other people, it's it's um, it doesn't happen. Uh, it barely ever happens. Really, really? I have a, I don't label. I don't label people or things a certain way anymore, really. Um, or where I'm labeling all oh, that people, these people, those people. Now, we have to use words to describe things, but they're used in a way where I'm not painting a brush. 
you know, I'm going, I'm labeling, oh, this is how it has to be. This is the way they are, you know, mm. because when you do that, now you've just taken a big ass label and going, that's what that is. And now you don't get to see that event, those people, that whatever it is for what it actually might be. You, Cause you've already said, no, no, that's what it is. I'm, I've, I've, I've assigned the label to them. That's what they are to me. So now everything that they do, how they act is going to be perceived through this lens of this is what they are. So with people on the outside, no. With me internally, while it doesn't happen often, unfortunately, yes, once in a while, I do trip. I, you know, I will have it where I'll, I'll get into a mental, you know, um, a mind stream about a certain topic, and I might oh, not realize I'm labeling myself as something like this, that, or the other thing, and I'll, but I'll catch it. You know, nowadays I'll catch it fairly quickly because I'm watching those thoughts kind of ruminate through. And I'll see them as they're happening. Be like, I right, whoa, I see what I'm doing. And it's easier to kind of pull back from it. So like the more you reframe, because you mentioned that was a great word, reframe. The more you reframe, do you think you rewire? Oh, you absolutely do. Sure, sure. Well, look, so with, with anxiety, just with anxiety alone, the amygdala, part of your brain, which, um, which is where anxiety is triggered from, which misfires. Mm-hmm. With, by practicing, you know, uh, exposures for anxiety, like you would do with a therapist, what they do is they slowly re- rewire that part of that brain. So uh, the, the way it reacts. So it's very sensitive in the beginning, like it's a, a breeze sends it off. Any kind of stimulus will set it off, where with time, eventually that dulls out and it doesn't trigger as often doesn't trigger as severe, but it takes a, a, a you know, certain amount of work from the person and a willingness to be there. And like we've all discussed, you know, um, and mindfulness and labeling. Like it's, a, it's a plethora of things that would go into it that help rewire that. But you could absolutely rewire. I, I mean, I, I could guarantee, I could tell you for sure I've rewired, a, 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 you know, a ton of my old thought patterns aren't there. There's some that are just so ingrained because of whatever reason that they still pop up, but a lot of the other ones have kind of withered away because I just don't identify with them anymore. So you can absolutely rewire. That's eh. crazy. So if you if you're an anxious person, right, you experience anxiety. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're going to be like that forever. If you choose not to be, you can find your way through anxiety onto the other side without a problem. That's that's where I'm it at. just takes a. That's it's not a snap my fingers, take a magic pill, and I'm done with it. That's, it's, you know, that's my case. That's a, my my yeah. case, is, and here I am labeling, but that's my case. Like I, well, I mean, listen, we have to use words, right? No, no, so, but yeah. that, as you know, that was my deal. Like, you know, I find myself, you know, high, super high anxiety, and then, you know, you, you know, introduce me to mindfulness, and there I am practicing, and I'm like, whoa, the reframe, constant reframe, leads to a rewiring and you feel it like you feel it i feel it like i physically feel it where i'm like whoa you under normal or prior circumstances i would totally be freaking out and even with those episodes that i would tell you where i had super high anxiety i had super the reframe triggered the rewire triggered now just able to see myself come down off an anxiety journey, sure, an anxiety journey, you know, <clears throat> that you would embark on. No, it's crazy. That's it's, it's amazing. And that, and that all came from labels. 
Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 unfortunately, they're all around us, and if if we're not um, if we're not conscious enough, it's it's very easy to to label a lot of things in our lives, label ourselves, label the people around us, label the way we have to live our lives. It's labels are made for jars on a shelf. Then I've I've and, and I I believe this a hundred percent. You know, Dr. Stephen Phillips has said this, and the labels are they're not meant for people. They're not. Now we use words again. Words are used to describe yeah. things. I get that. But there's a difference between describing something and labeling it, saying that's how it has to be. I could describe somebody as, well, that's a blank person. They are. They're either, whatever, they're black, they're white, they're Asian, they're... Yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, whatever they are, they're Italian. So that's where, okay, we're, we're describing it, but we're not labeling them as a certain type. We're not labeling ourselves as a certain... Where this is how you have to live your life because this is what the label says. Labels could be interchanged. Labels could be thrown away. Labels could be changed. Labels aren't, they're not, they're not a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not a, uh, a definitive, uh, you know, uh, concrete, definitely has to be this way kind of thing. They could be thrown away and another label could be thrown on. And then yeah. how often have they, like we said before, how often have they changed, right? Where something wasn't accepted 30, 40 years ago, but now it is. Because the labels back then said that they weren't accepted, but the labels now would they say, now we accept it. So now society says, okay, that's a good label now. How about we don't freaking use them at all? Yeah. And just take case by case and see what happens. Yeah, and I think that's where the mental anguish kicks in is when sure. when the there's a label <clears throat> that you're supposed to be or a label that you're not, but yep. you've been labeled and you have this conflict where if you have mindfulness by your side, You'd be able to understand. There's no label. No. You prioritize what it is you know you want to focus on, or what it is you want to do, what it is you want to see, or and then quickly that label falls by the wayside, and you realize you have full control. I don't know, full control over what you focus on, like. You know. Well, that's the only control you actually do have, right? Yeah. The control oh, yeah. you do have is where you focus your, your attention, your energy. That's the things you can't control in life. The external stuff, unfortunately, most of it can't be controlled by you, but you can control where you focus your energy and where you focus your attention. So, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Yeah, because like if you're a youngster and somebody's labeled you something and you're young and you don't have that... Uh... It, that, that can be stressful. That can and, be, and, and, and that's one of the biggest things that teenage kids fall into. Imagine getting bad grades. Well, okay. All right? Easy to... <laughs> it might be a little easier for me to imagine <laughs> me that. Me too. <laughs> me too. Imagine getting bad grades and then being told, you know, it's because you don't study, but also because you're just dumb. and you know. you're, label, you're labeling that. So you, you, you've created an identity for that person already telling them that you can't. You set that kid up for disaster. Yeah, you, you, no matter how hard you try, you're not going to be able to. Why? You're just not good enough. Well, maybe that kid's never going to be a rocket scientist. Maybe they're not going to you know, uh, be a, a neurobiologist. But, but you're labeling that kid as stupid. You're identifying. You're giving that kid an identi- identity that they can't. That they, well, there's limitations now mm-hmm. to you. No. Yep. Everybody has limitations. Let the person find them out for themselves. Who are you to live? Who are you to put a limitation on who I am as a person? Let me let me find my own limitations. My limitations might be sanitation worker. Nothing against sanitation workers. My uh, might be teacher. My uh, son. 
Look, I, I could never be a, a an engineer. Yeah. My mind doesn't work that way. Yeah. But maybe the engineer couldn't teach mindfulness because his mind doesn't work that way. Let me find my limitation. You find your own limitation. Don't tell me, and I'm not going to tell you, well, no, that's not for you. You're, you don't have what it takes. Why am I labeling you as telling you you don't have what it takes? You want to try? Go try. You don't succeed? Okay, you don't succeed. Dad, you know what? It wasn't for me. All right, it wasn't for you. Scott Adams used to talk about this all the time. And like uh, he says that the way he grew up was mm-hmm. that his mom basically brainwashed him really into that he could be whatever he wanted to be. She's right. So you follow me? So like it was a brainwashing. So he's like that you should be brainwashing kids into that there is no limit. There is no there is no limit because you're going to get the best result. That he's going to optimize his result, one hundred percent, or her result, one hundred percent. You know, it's to optimize that. But we we kind of tend to do the opposite. And I say we, you know, society, society. We do the opposite. We like, you know, well, what, what are his what are his aptitudes? What is he good at? And meanwhile, sorry about that noise. Oh, beautiful. Meanwhile, let it flow. Yeah, you know, let, let that. Yeah, yeah. Don't we're, box we're, the kid in. Where we tend to, we tend to instead find those. We, we want to box them in. We want to box them in, and that's and when we talk about labels, that's what we're that's what we're really talking about, right? I mean, even now, I'm thinking about it going now. I'm like, wow, like, I, I we've been unconsciously boxing my own kids in. <laughs> we, sure, every and and we think, well, you know, we're doing this for for society's purposes, and people have to do this, and people have to be this way, and people have to be that way. I'm like it's it's all it's all things that have been created by, by us. So like, nothing in life has to be a certain way. Like this goes into what I wrote on my book. Like must, should, have. Yeah, man, like those are related. words that don't like. Those are words that serve no benefit except for in a sentence where you need to use them. Because when you apply them to people, like you must be like this, you have to be like that, you should be like this. Time out. There are ways that is proper for people to act in certain situations. We understand that. But I don't have to be anything. I get to choose how I am. I don't... You you, you must do this. You, you, you have to do your homework before you go to bed. You don't have to do your homework before you go to bed. You could choose not to. There's consequences to not doing them, but you don't have to. Right? This goes... And that kind of ties into to labeling things a certain way. I just... That's why I've never been a fan of... Of, of labels and the funny part is, is in the very beginning when I started doing this I had a hard time like describing shit because I would consciously not try to label things right, yeah, yeah. but I got to the point where I understood you gave yourself a break I, no no I understood I'm like hold on a second uh, not, not labeling things with words is I went to the extreme like I kind of went a little bit too hardcore with it I'm like oh I can't label it I was like, we label things that we need in proper discussion because we need to use words. We need to use words to communicate. We don't label people as a certain thing. We don't label um, a, 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 a whole generation of people as a certain thing. We don't label our children as certain things. We allow those, we, we, we allow them things to kind of find their own way. We don't say, because this is what society says, it has to be this way. Who says two guys couldn't get married? 50 years ago, right? And we use that example. Now they can because now society says it's okay. Well, 50 years ago, there was probably unfortunately homosexual guys who loved each other and couldn't get married because society didn't label it as appropriate yet. So I, that's why I just kind of fell out in love with labeling anything. I'm like, yeah, d- dude, you do you. 
Are you a good person? Are you a conscious human being? Do you have the well-being of those around you in 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 you know in in, uh, um, in mind? Is 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 or, or are you just self-centered? Like that's all I care about. I don't care about the other stuff. It doesn't really mean much to me. I I kind of look at the person and go, Are you gonna? Are you going to reduce the suffering of people around you? If if that answer ends up is yes, that like the way you act and the way you live your life will reduce suffering of those around you and and, uh, and be that kind of person, then whether it's that label, that label, that label, that label, that doesn't make a difference. No, there. I just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm reflecting, you know, I'm always constantly reflecting and you know, you're talking and I'm, my wheels are going. I'm like, bro, I, it's like, I guess by mistake, you know, we slipped up somewhere along the way as parents, and I don't think we slipped up. I just think we were, we were it was we had an unconscious mentality where we didn't we just we thought we knew we knew what we knew, and all we know is what we know, and we never wanted to think above what the intelligent mind knew. No, but like even at home, it's like I have three kids, and each of them has a label. Well, I mean, like. Like I have like boy, girl, boy. No, it's like <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, so, so Alberto's the genius, right? Giovanina's the gymnast, and Cook is the jock. You know, he's the jock that your typical dumb jock. So he's like he like and like in the case of my oldest son, the jock, the dumb jock. He, for him to get good grades, he's got to climb a mountain. Yeah, but who labels him as a dumb exactly. jock? Exactly. Well, hold on, I'm, gonna, I'm going oh, there. We're getting there. I'm like so like. I'm intrigued. That label is hurting on one side because you're you're denigrating his intelligence. But on the other side, oh, I'm a jock. But like that's it. Now he's a now he's a dumb jock. So he, if he's not expected to have good grades, he's not expected to be smart. Perfect. And here's the here's, perfect. But here's the best part. Love this. When you take intelligence, intelligence is a spectrum of many things. Oh yeah. So you have book smarts. So I have a son who is intelligent is intelligent in in books and and you know math and science yeah, i mean yeah. he will do a number on you but my other son who's not as intelligent in math or science he's got social intelligence that is off the charts yeah where sure you put him in a in a room believe me when i tell you he'll have 10 people around him while my other son might struggle in a social environment but yeah. yet who do you want teaching the class? Oh, that's what we said before, but right, let them find their own. Let the, don't yeah. label them. Let them find their own. Let them find their own way. Let them find their their own their own limitations. Right? Because we all have we, we all have whether it's a physical or intelligent. We all have limitations on the way we're built. But let them find it. Like like you said, like Cookie was the jock, and Enrique is. Um, uh, Alberto is the the the, the, nerd. the, the, the yeah the nerd the you know Joanina is the uh, just the gymnast, the gymnast the cute, whatever cute the little girl gymnast but but instead of saying that that's who they are it's Joanina's Joanina you know Alberto's Alberto is Alberto very smart absolutely yeah. very intelligent is Joanina great at gymnastics and she's strong as an ox and is she a great girl and I'm sure she's a good absolutely right. All those it, things. is Cookie a, a good athlete and a strong kid and a social kid and a you know, well-mannered boy and absolutely. So, but let them find their, their, let them, let them figure that out for themselves instead of us telling them that's who they are. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, my son, John is he the smart, 
jock or is he this or is he, I I never even had a like he's always John. Yeah. Like my kids are always John and Sophia's Sophia now. Like people in my family and friends, like Sophia's a little bit quieter, right? She's a little bit more reserved, edgier. Like she'll poke you. She's got a little bit of a sass to her with mm-hmm. that. But and they'll say, "Oh, she's the quiet one, or she's the that one." And I know I always like, no, she's Sophia. That's just who she is. Because I don't want to tell her she's the quiet one because then she starts believing I'm the quiet yeah. one, and that never maybe changes into being the social one. And I'm not saying she has to be social. But yeah, you. She doesn't you, have to you've be. Stunted. The... I've stu- yeah, I've said no, no, no. This is who you are. Yeah. I was always the good boy when I was growing up. I was so, John, you're such a good boy. If I had a girl, I wanted him. John, you're such a good boy. Like I started to believe I had to live this holy and life. And you live up to those expectations. Yeah, I had. And, that, and okay, maybe those aren't bad expectations to live up to. But like it made me think. So this is what ended up. Oh shit! This is what ended up happening with me. I believed I was as goody two-shoe boys growing up. When I became a teenager, when I went to college, my uh, second year of college, right before I met my wife, I met Julia. I met her in college, but we didn't start going out to my senior year. Two years, my sophomore and my junior year of college, I got so fed up with being the good boy, I was an asshole for two years. I actually flipped the script because I was tired of telling people telling me, John, you're the good boy. John, you're the good boy. But the good boy gets stepped on. John, you're the good boy. So I would be the, I, I became a doormat for people because I thought I had to be the good person. I couldn't speak up. I couldn't do this. I believed everything I was told. And like, I had no backbone. Well, then I got so frustrated. I went, I became the opposite. For two years, I was treating people like crap. I was dating girls. I wasn't calling them back. Like I became a whole different mentality almost to go against it. and then I realized whoa what am I doing I'm not this either Man, what year I, was that a sophomore year of college which put you at what uh, year 19 uh, 19 I was born in November so I was either 19 or 20 but like what year was that physically uh 90 92 Four? 93 94 94 95 1993 92 is my freshman year I graduated high school in Probably 93, 94. So in 1994, uh, Trojan stock hit its all-time high. <laughs> you ran into that one? Yes. <laughs> you ran right yeah. into that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, it's, but yeah, like, like, I was labeled as a certain thing yeah. by everybody. Not my parents. I mean, by everybody. Like, I, that I believed I had to be this. I had to be this. I didn't... Like, my choice was taken away from me because I was labeled as that. So... And then I ended up finding my way as I got older. But imagine, hey, I'm not going to label you from a young age. Let's figure it out as we go along. You're going to find the kind of person that you are, what you like, yeah. where you want to be, where you fit into this thing called society on your own. Yeah. Don't let me tell you about that. And, you know, I, I didn't even think of that story until now. Until we, 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 end up, we end up doing our shows, and I think it benefits the youth more than I mean I know we did a parenting one the other day but it's but that's that's the main target of this listen as much as I want to awaken the, the 50 year olds in our lives yeah. and the 60 year olds in our lives or the 70 year olds or the 40 year olds in our lives I would be much more content with reaching the 18 year olds the 15 year olds and the 14 year olds because they're the next generation I agree that could who that could pass that on to the people around them so it's great waking up the people ahead of us, yeah. but if we wake up the people behind us, yeah. 
now we're going to ride that wave even longer and we yeah. keep waking up. You know, it's great to, 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 again, wake up the people ahead of us also. They hold more power. They're, the younger ones hold more power, they sure, more because power. they're the future of everything. So they kids, hold more power. don't label each other. Yeah. Try, try, try to consciously not label your friends. Try to consciously not label even your parents. Don't even label your parents as, oh, dad, you're, you're, you're cringy, dad. And we do it joking around, and yeah. that's all fun and games. But when it becomes a mentality and people believe it and people start living that label because, well, they told me I'm this, so I guess I am. And that's all I know. No. Yeah, and here's the best Fuck part. It. So, And I always say this. I say it to everybody. And when I say it, even when I say it, I'm like, wow, uh, this is true. You're closer. So like in the case of our kids, we're closer to our kids having kids than our kids being kids. So if that makes sense. We're closer to our – yes. Yeah, we're closer sure, to our kids having 19, kids than uh, – And 19, 20, yeah, Than sure. them being kids. Absolutely. So if we're able to affect that bracket of kids, that, that's current teenager, let's say, status, mm-hmm. when they have their kids, they can break – just like you wanted to break the cycle, you know, like we, we spoke about in previous episodes of our families and how to break that cycle of passing on the negative traits and passing on negativity, passing on anxiety, passing on, you know – just labeling, passing on. Well, they can eventually form their family and be able to start their children on a mindful path. That would be that would be the ultimate. That's that would be the ultimate win for 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 mindfulness. That's what I'm saying. I mean, imagine, imagine that. So we always. Uh, I, I mean, I I always find ourselves that we we we're without knowing it, we're kind of. Oh, I think we know it. We're preaching to that age. I think we know it. I think it's just, I think it's, it's sometimes people think it's sexier to preach to the older people or the people ahead of you or the, or the more influential people in the world. But I, I'm always about reaching. I've always, I, it's, I find it more beneficial to reach the ones behind us than the ones ahead of us. Yeah. Because A, the ones ahead of us sometimes are harder to reach because they're just so set in their ways. It's hard to uncondition their minds. Mm. Where the younger ones who aren't conditioned completely yet, it's a little bit easier to make them see life through a, a, a much broader lens and to see things a little bit differently and create a better world going forward, man. I mean, that's, that's, look, that's the only reason I do this. Literally, it's because I would love to just see... I love to see a, a place where people just treated, them, treated each other and treated everybody around them with kindness, with consideration, you know? Uh, a place where like real communities were real communities and and that only happens one step at a time and, yeah. and by reaching those younger ones it's a very utopian very utopian i've been told that right it's i've very, been told john you're a very utopian way to look at things i go yes but hold on at least it's a north star exactly it's, so it's not it, the if end i game. don't touch the north star but i end up on jupiter it's not bad it's the direction right it's a direction. Um, it's a pointer. Let's go that way. Not bad, right? Let's go that way. Are we gonna get there? That's not the point. But let's go that way, right? It's not an end game. When it's an end game, well, now the mind is fixated on we must achieve this. It's let's go that way. Let's live that conscious life. Let's live a mindful life. Let's point that way and 
you'll get and you'll benefit the fruits of your labor are going to show up along the way. So chances are the people that listen to the show are not exactly the youth. Although, although they're not. And most of our listeners probably aren't, from, especially from the demographics I see from Podbean. No. Although it could be that there's a few. I young. think it would be, but it's for, unfortunately for them this isn't but here's what I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to have an ask for for anybody listening. My one ask is share the show within your circle. So most of you uh zoomers have uh Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Share our show. It really would help us, you know, selfishly, you know, we ask because we want to we want to get the show out there. Right? We want to yeah. get the show out there. But secondly, again, somewhat selfishly, I'm going to say put John's book in the hands of a young kid put it in the hands of a young kid because i i have done that so i put your book in the hands of my kids Mm -hmm. because i want them to it's it's a way for the message to get across in an easy digestible manner your book is fun it's not long it's not pride and prejudice you know no no it's it's not not that at all no it's not required reading no no it's 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 a good book about it's a good pointer for life. life it's a really really like it's a nice compass yes like, it's a nice compass to have in your back pocket when you're navigating life that, I, that, when, that you're, I when you were 17 or 15 16 you never envisioned the situation where i'm gonna have a lot of stress and anxiety later on in my life you never said that to yourself you always just man, mm-hmm. you were living the moment you were like chilling but now as an adult you ran into a situation where you're full of stress and anxiety and the inability to deal with it well let's let's fall back on your default way of dealing with it well how your parents dealt with it that was your example and that was a tragic mistake not because they're bad people no no i got you understood i agree and by the way i'm not talking to you i'm talking to me yeah yeah i'm talking about (laughs) all of us absolutely and and we continue to make our own mistakes as parents but the ability to have this um mindfulness this this ability to stop stress thoughts intrusive thoughts and you're able to deal with that and you would deal with it successfully huh. i mean it's yeah. going to change your everything absolutely but you don't you know it's one of those things you don't know what you have until you lose it or you don't know how good something is until you had the really bad thing yeah right so we had to go through the really bad thing to really appreciate the good thing well, yeah, and I think that's where that's where. And I'm labeling. No, no, but you're not. No, it's necessary. You're not. Yeah, I mean, when I and that's not when I say when we say labeling, I don't think we're, I don't, that's not what I'm talking about. You know, but, but I, to I, go through to I, go through the to go through the bad to get to the good, right? Because they're words we need to use, obviously. But to get, go through the bad to get to the good, or to realize that this is a better way to live life. Well, that's it's an evolution process, yeah. right? Evolution, evolution has pain part part of evolving is pain whether it's a physical pain or a so there's this pain that comes along with, with evolving into something better but that pain doesn't have to be suffering that pain could be learning experiences right the suffering is our attachment to it so uh, i mean yeah getting this into the hands of getting any of this into the hands of the younger generation and like we said we started out talking about labels today Kids, if you're you're hanging out with your friends, I'm not telling you to change the way you talk to your friends right now because you can't do that overnight. Right. You can't because it gets very difficult and awkward. I tried, so <laughs> bear, bear with me. But 
be conscious yeah. and notice when you're talking to people how the words you're using kind of might label somebody a certain way or label yourself a certain yes. way. Like Henry was saying before, yep. uh, Alberto's this or Cookie's that or Joanina's this or me with John is this and Sophia's that, my kids. And if you're talking to your friend, see if you're labeling your friend as a certain thing. Well, he's that kind of person. Yeah. Now, if in your mind you, you, you see somebody's personalities a certain way and, and that's how you... That's how you're kind of saying, okay, they have that kind of personality. That's one thing. But if you're verbally projecting that onto the person or people around them saying that's that kind of person, well, you're creating an identity for that person already. And they haven't, maybe, maybe that person hasn't had a chance to create their own identity. Don't do that. This is my friend, Max. Okay, Max. Max is a, no, Max is Max. Max isn't a. That's a great name. Max could be a nice name, a nice kid. That's great. It could be a. It's my. That's my friend Max. He's a. Nice, he's a really great. He's a nice kid. You know, we get along well. That's great. Not this is my friend Max, and he's this, or this is my friend, and they're that, or we have this, or that person's that, or this person's because that person hears that, and like I said, when I grew up, I was told I was the the saint. Yeah. I thought I had to be a freaking saint growing up. Not that it's. I guess there was nothing wrong with being a nice kid, but like, I went through a lot of suffering because of that because I became a doormat for people thinking. This is how I have to be. So, put your labels on your jars and call it a day. Keep yeah. them in your label maker. Put them on your files, your folders, your jars, you know, your mailbox, but that's where they belong. Yeah. Not on people, man. Don't put labels on people. All right. All right? All right. You I, good? I won't. I won't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you got to yell at me. <laughs> no, I'm not yelling at I think that's it. So yeah. I will label this as over. You're, you're going to label this episode? <laughs> We're going to label this episode as ending right now. Uh, well, yo, stop it. clapping over there. Uh, hey. All right. Fine. We that's finally fine. finished. We, two, two yappy birds. We're seven minutes shorter than we were last episode. Oh, my God. There you go. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry. It's hard, man. That, to close that circle takes a little bit of time, so you got to bear with us sometimes. Is that what we do? We close circles. Close the circle. Close the circle's got to be, we start one place and it ends up closing that circle. It all comes back. And when it ends, you go, what? Mindfulness. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So we're good. Yeah. I think we're good. All right, peeps. Thank you for listening again. Let's do our uh, two to three minute guided meditation. Um, it's a little Adam Sandler. <laughs> a little uh, guided meditation. And if you were Victor Potato, it would be a... Meditation. Meditation. <laughs> 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 I had to think about it for a second. Meditation. We're going to do a little three-minute meditation. <laughs> All right? Uh, so everybody, take a seat. Uh, however you are, get comfortable. And just start taking some nice, deep, conscious breaths. And, um, and just allow anything that's going through your mind right now, any thoughts, emotions, any feelings, just notice them. Allow them to be there. Don't try to change anything. Just that noticing and you're going to start to realize that you're that awareness that's there behind it all. Start taking some conscious breaths as I walk us through this. Inhale. Let's do the two-second like we usually do. Two-second inhale, two-second hold, and a two-second exhale. Just pay attention to everything around you. If you want to do a little... Um, Focus on auditory things like your sounds around you, 
If you hear anything, any noises around you, just notice them. Don't try to label them. If you whatever you might be hearing in your house or wherever you are, just notice that sound. That's the, the point here is to become an awareness, not a label of that sound. As we as I say often, we're not labeling it, we're just noticing it. And let that sound be as it is. If it's a smell or a sensation on your body, if you feel hot or if you feel cold, notice it. Notice any sensations in your body right now. Tightness, achiness, notice it, no labels. Just notice that in your body, whatever that sensation might be. Continue taking those breaths. As we drop the labels and we just start to notice that awareness behind it becomes more and more evident to you, you start to really see it and feel it and understand it a little bit better. When you're just the one who's watching and feeling and noticing. Let's take a couple of more. One last one. And exhale. If your eyes were closed, slowly open your eyes. Kind of gaze around the room. And if you want to stick around here for a few more minutes, as always, the doctor does recommend that. I'm not a doctor, nope. but I do recommend that. <laughs> but if not, the doctor does recommend it. Dr. Pepper recommends Dr. Pepper recommends <laughs> If not, peace out, y'all, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch, you, catch you on the flip side. Yeah. <laughs> Word up, G. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great day and take See care. Ya. All right, bye. The insights and discussions that we speak about on our show are our own opinions and based on our life experiences. If you or someone in your family or someone you know is suffering and in need of help, please get them that help through medical attention or seeking proper therapy. Again, what we speak about are based on our experiences and not intended to be taken as a form of therapy.